This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, episode 159, part two, ladies and gentlemen, part two. All right, let's finish up with this, and then I want to show you some of the tools I located where you can start to take a look at these uh, data centers. There, there are folks out there I've seen on uh, Twitter that are noticing all of these giant warehouse structures going up in various places that they live. I saw a huge Amazon warehouse being built when I was in Poland in July and August, just sitting out in the middle of the field. It was gigantic gigantic i mean i've i've seen amazon warehouses up close here in the united states uh in fact my father the former cop and private investigator was doing a a fall down case an employee of amazon fell in the parking lot of one of their mega warehouses and i had gone back to connecticut to visit my father so i went with him uh he had to sneak in and get some pictures in the parking lot and meet the employee out there Oh, if they caught him doing that, he'd be fired in about two seconds. But anyway, it was gigantic. I mean, mega. It's like a whole city inside of a building. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go into these uh, tools, and I'm gonna show you. And uh, so some of this stuff may be Amazon infrastructure you're seeing being built. Some might be these data centers because they're building them all over the place. And I found that we are working to build them up in the sky. You know, supposedly in space. We've got the barges like I showed you. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We have underground data centers. I mean, they're popping up all over the place, folks. I told you, it's the hearts and the brain of the technocratic prison planet. Here is a serverless architecture. Uh, and we've already now talked about sky computing, edge computing, and hybrid cloud. And now this is serverless architecture. This says, contrary to how it sounds, Serverless architecture doesn't actually mean there are no servers. Rather, it refers to the concept that the server-level layer of infrastructure is entirely invisible to the end user. These users don't pay for servers or instances under this model, which is sometimes known as, quote, functions as a service, end quote. The idea is to offer a true pay-as-you-go method of leasing storage 
and compute infrastructure by adding another layer of abstraction between the customers and the bare metal that is ultimately running their services and applications. Amazon, Microsoft, and IBM have all brought serverless solutions to the market and believe it will be increasingly popular choice for their customers as barriers between businesses and technology continue to be broken down. Now, that's some of what um, I have talked about in the past. I showed you folks that a large percentage of all of the data that makes up the Internet and is shared on the Internet is housed by just a handful of these mega companies, you know, AWS being the biggest, and your Microsoft, IBM, Oracle. Uh, we know that Alibaba runs data warehouses, uh, data centers. Um, and so these folks, what happens is you may go, just very simple terms, all right? You may purchase some sort of a service, I don't know, an email newsletter system, or you might even rent server space through a company called, uh, there's one called Cloud Access that uh, markets themselves as a great solution for Joomla developers. That's a content management system that people build websites on, or WordPress. And so you're buying space through them. You assume it's hosted with cloud access, but at the end of the day, cloud access could be hosted up on Amazon or Microsoft or IBM. So this is where I've told you before, if they get to the point a full-blown censorship where they're going to start turning people's websites off. And we've seen this in some cases. At least that's part of the fear porn. We're supposed to believe it. The people are under attack. They're shutting their websites down. That's because at the end of the day, you might buy server space from XYZ, but XYZ is actually hosting that with Amazon. All right, let's continue. Distributed cloud computing. Traditionally, when you pay for cloud computing services, you actually pay to lease a physical server in a data center where your information is stored and processing units to carry out computation on that data. Under distributed cloud, on the other hand, your data will be distributed across multiple locations on many different servers and possibly even under the custody of different cloud service providers. The aim is to provide a high level of redundancy. So if there's a problem in one data center, your customer's experience is less likely to be negatively impacted. Okay, so what, what that means, uh, before I continue, is let's just say you have a catalog of products and then you have a Shopify website. And Shopify's framework, that content management system, is pulling from your catalog of products and services. Now, let's say you rent space from Amazon Web Services. And let's say it worked that you were physically renting, and it used to be like this, you were physically renting one server in aisle seven, you know, rack 14, number three, and that was your server. And it's sitting in Ashburn, Virginia, in warehouse four. All right, well, if that server breaks, that means your website catalog of products is down until they fix it. So instead, they will copy the data across many servers, and this way, your product catalog never goes down. So if that server goes down in whatever it was, aisle 7, rack 14, number 3, inside of Ashburn, Virginia, AWS, warehouse 7, all right, it won't matter. The information is still available. And this is what they need. This is the type of system they need also if they're going to be doing real-time 
processing and analyzing of data being collected from all of their smart data city sensors, and they need to police us using this data at all times. Goes on to say, as with hybrid cloud mentioned above, an important consideration is that this infrastructure model is invisible to the cloud user. After all, where the data is located or how many copies of it exist isn't important to them. All that matters is they can get it or get to it as quickly as they need to. Okay, so what that means is you, as the person renting the space, renting the server space, you're not going to know exactly where your data is located, all the different servers it goes to. You're not going to get a map that says these are the 14 places that your data exists in our cloud structure. goes on to say one distributed application that users are becoming increasingly familiar with is blockchain. The distributed data storage format that underpins cryptocurrency and NFTs, some are suggesting that the encrypted and secure nature of blockchain makes it a good fit for creating new models of cloud computing infrastructure. And we've talked uh, a bit about um, blockchain here and NFTs here and cryptocurrency. We've gotten into um, quite a bit of that here on the show. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to walk you through some uh, tools here. I just have so much uh, information available for you, and I don't want to turn this into 500 shows on data centers. So we're going to go through uh, some of this stuff today. I'm going to clear my desk of all these open tabs and all this research I've done. So first up here, folks, we're on a website called DGT. L-I-N-F-R-A dot com. So it's like digital infrastructure, abbreviated, D-G-T-L-I-N-F-R-A, digital infra dot com. And uh, this right here, we're going to look at this first. And this is a really good tool. I'm going to show you that I can go through various companies and look at all the data centers. Now, I don't know if this is truly an exhaustive list because how will I ever know? Unless I'm walking around and doing expen- um, and doing inspections of warehouses and I've got an old-fashioned uh, click thing. And I'm, okay, one, sir, why, one data center, two data centers. I mean, you could never do that. But This is an article from January 2023. I want to use this because it's recent. And this says United States Data Center's Top 10 Locations by Mary Zhang. It says surging demand for data consumption and storage is driving a rapid expansion of data centers in the United States. These U.S. data centers are located in areas with abundant electricity for their intense power demands, copious amounts of water for cooling, access to fiber connectivity, affordable real estate, tax incentives, and away from regions that are prone to natural disasters. So this is quite obvious, right, to understand. You don't want to build a data center in a place that has regular tornadoes or hurricanes, although they need to select and pick places where they could put these up that are then accessible 
to different regions. We'll talk a little bit about that momentarily. Obviously, they're looking at places with tax incentives. This is where the state or the locality is going to give them tax breaks to put into business. This is generally when the Republicans come out over time and they go, we're bringing new businesses to the area to help bring in tax revenue. And the next thing you know, you've got a giant data center or a huge Amazon warehouse in your backyard. Uh, Then you have affordable real estate. Obviously, they're looking for cheap pieces of land to do this. This may be one of the reasons why they send in a henchman like Bill Gates to seize farmland. Uh, On one hand, they get to kill and destroy natural food, and that will help drive up their fake meat and cricket uh, powder markets. And on the other hand, they're securing land uh, for the purpose of building out data centers. As you can see, access to fiber connectivity, they're wiring up fiber all across the world, folks. I mean, this is all part of their smart village, smart rural areas initiatives. Copious amounts of water for cooling. Well, I don't know. I'm not saying this, but let's say you wanted to go and poison uh, particular areas water so that you could drive down the price of real estate and then buy the real estate really cheap, and you still have access to the water for the cooling, because who cares if the water that's cooling your computers is poisoned or not? And then obviously, abundant electricity. And we know that they're wiring up this natural gas everywhere, and they're creating the majority of electricity with natural gas. All right, it says right here, data centers in the United States are primarily located in Northern Virginia. We've talked about that. Dallas, Northern California, That would be Silicon Valley. Phoenix, Chicago, Atlanta, Portland, including Hillsboro, Oregon. New York and New Jersey. Seattle, including Quincy, Washington, and Los Angeles. So when we get back, let's run through this. I'm going to show you how these uh, couple of websites work. We're going to start to look at some of the individual clusters of data centers around the United States owned by these various big technocratic companies. All right, folks, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. All right, folks, let's take a look. Uh, it says here, again, we're over at Digital Info, uh, Infra.com, D-G-T-L-I-N-F-R-A.com. It says, Digital Infra provides an overview and key facts about data centers in the United States, um, as well as details on the top 10 data center locations in the U.S., For each of the largest data centers in the United States, we highlighted size in multi-tenant commission power, main power supply providers, average electricity rates per kilowatt hour, major connectivity hub, as well as its key retail 
uh, co-location, wholesale data center, and cloud hyperscale operators. I told you, this stuff, uh, this is a great resource if you want to dig deeper into this. Now, I'm just going to go over uh, this right here briefly. I'm going to look um, and show you a little bit more about the barge data centers, uh, the top 10 underground data centers, the space data centers that these folks are working on. Just so you see, they are building the infrastructure. So we're supposed to be focused on Chinese weather balloons, some of which are in cooperation with our own government. We're supposed to be focused on UFOs that aren't UFOs. We're supposed to be focused on all this stuff. Meanwhile, our own government, the worldwide NWO structure, building these data centers that are the heart and the brains of the actual technocracy, of the real ruling power. This is the alien takeover, folks. It's being done by the technocrats and transhumanists. You don't have to look up in the sky. These guys are building it around us. All right, this is why we're going to get into Yuval Noah Harari shortly. Let's see what uh, Glenda has to say. We're going to have a discussion on data. It says here, data centers in the United States. Data centers in the U.S. are highly specialized buildings equipped with power and cooling infrastructure that house computer servers and network equipment. Common questions about data centers in the U.S. are as follows. Now, there's some good info in here. So let's just go through this. Again, it's to provide you with an understanding of how the actual structure works. It's not magical, but they are building it. It says, where are data centers in the United States? The primary uh, primary data center markets in the United States are, and we went over those before, but Northern Virginia, Dallas, Northern California, that's Silicon Valley, Phoenix, Chicago, Atlanta, Portland, including Hillsborough, Oregon, New York, and New Jersey, Seattle, including Quincy, Washington, and Los Angeles. It says the secondary data center markets in the United States are located in cities including Austin, Boston, Charlotte, Columbus, Denver, Houston, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Miami, Minneapolis, Salt Lake City, and San Antonio. Interestingly enough, those are also the names of Santa Claus's reindeer, his flying reindeer. On Austin, on Boston, on Charlotte, and Columbus. You don't remember this, folks? All right, it goes on to say, how many data centers are in the United States? Uh, In the United States, there are over 2,500 data centers. Of this total, roughly 50% are located in the primary data center markets, like Northern Virginia, Dallas, and Northern California, Silicon Valley, while the remaining uh, roughly 50% are scattered throughout many smaller secondary data center markets in Denver, Minneapolis, and Salt Lake City. All right, so we've seen 2,500, it's saying roughly. The new numbers we've seen uh, between 2,750 and 3,000. Worldwide, we see 10 to 12,000. We've had Glenda tell us it's 500,000 by a study by uh, Upside, but I told you that includes all the private uh, data centers, you know, including a server closet at Hillary Clinton's house. All right, it goes on to say, who owns the most data centers in the United States? Digital Reality owns the most data centers in the United States with 132 facilities. 
comprising 1,226 megawatts of white space IT load across 23.4 million net rentable square feet. While Equinox operates the second most data centers in the United States with 75 facilities, however, only about 60% of these data centers are owned, with remaining uh, 40% being leased. All right, so we pick up this company here, Digital Reality, and we pick up this company here, Equinox, if we want to dig uh, deeper into those. Goes on to say, what is the largest data center in the United States? The largest data center in the United States is owned by Meta Platforms. That's Facebook, spanning a total of 4.6 million square feet, which is located in Princeville, Oregon, a city situated uh, roughly 150 miles southeast of Portland. Now, again, we've seen uh, some of the charts we're looking at uh, or we looked at over the last couple episodes, different uh, information. Now, we know there's a huge data center out in Utah that's controlled by the government. We know there's one uh, out in Nevada controlled by the government. So some of the numbers are going to be uh, inaccurate or it depends on the information that the various people writing the articles are pulling from. Plus, on top of it, new data centers are being built and opened up every single day. So the information is changing rapidly. If all of a sudden you get to the point of 100 new data centers launching every month in the United States, it's going to be hard for anyone to track all this information. The point being is that they're everywhere. Folks, they're everywhere. And a lot of them are in these unmarked buildings. So you can't just drive by and you see a big sign that says data center lives here. Uh, We know that they're surrounding a lot of them with barbed wire, with razor wire, with multiple layers of security. I mean, this is high-tech stuff. And if and if you truly believe, and I know you don't, this story that Jeff Bezos and a couple of nerds came up with the Amazon data center idea because they were having problems delivering all of their retail goods, and they came up with this idea in his lake house, you know, you're crazy, folks. This is all done in cooperation with DOD, Department of Defense, DARPA, all these other government agencies. You know, the other thing you have to keep in mind, you have to keep in mind, we know with Amazon, for instance, they're building their own water purification systems. They're building their own electric grids right in their backyard. How are they getting the permits to do this from small towns and counties? You go down there and you try to get a permit, Uh, To put a deck on your house, they want to come out and inspect your septic tank, your well, you know, make you wait seven months. You got to bribe people. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then you're supposed to believe Amazon rolls into town. The next thing you know, they're building their own electric grid out in the backyard next to a playground or something. Uh, It's outrageous. It's, It's clearly all done in cooperation with the state. Just use common sense. Goes on to say, in 2010, Meta Platforms Facebook broke ground on its Princeville, Oregon data center campus at 735 Southwest Connect Way, with its initial buildings coming online in 2011. Cumulatively, the company is building 11 data centers at this campus as part of a more than $2 billion investment, which will span a total of 4.6 million square feet. So 
You see how big this is, folks? It's just growing and growing and growing and growing. It says here, United States Data Center's top 10 locations. And so uh, we've read the top 10 locations a couple of times. It says, collectively, these 10 markets comprise 1,175 data centers with 6,550 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power. And so there's a nice little chart here. And you can see the top 10. You know, Northern Virginia being number one. This is Ashburn, Virginia area, Loudoun County, with 275 data centers and 2,600 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power. And then this goes all the way down the chart with all these we talk about. Now, let's look quickly because this breakdown, I think, is important. It will provide you with valuable information. Because I know you guys probably don't want to go dig this up on your own. It, it's it's a lot to lots lot to take in. But if you understand the basics, I think that will will serve you well. Number one, Northern Virginia data centers. Northern Virginia is the largest data center market in the United States and comprises several counties located twenty to forty miles west of Washington D.C., the nation's capital. Specifically, Northern Virginia includes Loudoun County. That's Ashburn, Sterling, Leesburg, and Arcola. Now, Sterling and Leesburg, I know fairly well. I told you guys on the show, during uh, COVID Land, the high school theater production and my divorce, I was out there doing Instacart, grocery delivery. That's why I know the gig world well. And Frederick County, Maryland, where I am, was a really good market, but some days it was slow. So me and a couple other shoppers would drive 45 minutes and we would go out to Sterling and Leesburg because there was a nice cluster of stores out there. Um, This is where I'm going to go and shoot some video for you folks and show you what these data centers look like from my perspective, from my perspective, without hopefully getting arrested. Because when I was in Poland, I tried to shoot some video of a coal mine and a power plant there (laughs) and the next thing you know armed security came over and luckily i was with maggie and her parents and they were able to speak polish with the security guard and keep me from getting arrested uh you know you bring cameras out to these facilities you're in deep trouble so it includes loudon county and then prince william county which is manassas gainesville and haymarket and fairfax county which is reston herden chantilly vienna mclean and tyson's i've done some instacart shopping over there amongst others key characteristics of northern virginia's data centers are the size over 275 data centers and more than 2600 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power Uh, Two, the power supply. Dominion Energy is the largest electric utility serving Northern Virginia. And NOVEC, Northern Virginia Electric Cooperative, is another important provider. Electricity rates average from 6 to 7 cents per kilowatt hour. And the major connectivity hub, 21715 Filigree Court in Ashburn, Virginia, which is operated by Equinox as its DC2 data center that's a major connectivity hub and as we go forward i may break some of this down because i'm going to tie this stuff into what's publicly available as far as uh, government data centers go i've showed you guys before so i'm not going to bring it back up on this show amazon microsoft oracle all these folks they have major 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 multi-billion dollar contracts with the nsa and the cia housing all of their data 
Goes on to say, key data center operations in Northern California. You have retail co-location. That's Equinox, CoreSight, uh, Terra, and DataBank. And then you have wholesale data center, which is Digital Reality, Cyrus One, Cloud HQ, NTT Global Data Centers. And then you have Cloud and Hyperscale, which is Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud, and Meta Platforms. All right, so I can go deeper into each of these and look at the various counties and everything else. We're going to go through some more of this. There's there's some really fascinating information in here, folks. And um, again, this is really dissecting and understanding the anatomy of what makes up this current technocratic structure, this system this technocratic state that we find ourselves living under. This is how they're actually running it. This is the heart and the brain and the soul of the technocratic prison planet system. I'll be right back. This is Dust to Gold with the Dust to Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dust and Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 